Hello, I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. Since the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black Minneapolis man in police custody, the country has been rocked by debates and demonstrations over police misconduct. And while radicals on the far left demand the defunding or abolition of police, commentators across the ideological spectrum have noticed the problem of police unions, which often stand in opposition to accountability for the bad apples said to infest America's police departments. Today, I'm joined by Will Swain, president of the California Policy Center, to discuss those police unions and the prospects for reform. Before we begin, Will, uh, can you give us a little background about yourself and California Policy Center? Sure. Uh, I was raised, born and raised in California, seventh generation Californian. Not a lot of people who can say that. Um, but I joined the California Policy Center in 2016 after a career in journalism. I was primarily an investigative reporter, then editor and publisher of, of a newspaper out here, and uh, became interested in police unions and unions in general, uh, government unions rather, back in about 20, 2008 when I started uh, reporting on how unions were blocking reform, whether it was police mm. reform, education reform, reform of our firefighting uh, authority out here. Pensions, and, uh, I'd imagine, in California. Yes, right. Huge problem with pensions out here. And I just could not understand how my friends on the left couldn't see the same things I saw. It was also instrumental. And in, I'll say this, I started my life as, as a conservative Catholic kid, went to college, became a communist, a literal communist, not, not, a, not a liberal Democrat, a we, communist we all, party. We all, we all make mistakes in college. <laughs> <laughs> it was college, brother. Um, and it took me a while to find my way. But I, I credit government unions in California with having helped educate me on the, the value of conservative and free market principle. Yeah. And so our audience will be familiar with many of the dynamics that go around the teachers unions and the other sort of civil servants unions in the government sector uh, and how they protect their members at the expense of the public good. Um, now, I personally uh, am skeptical that there's any reason to believe that there's anything in the nature of police work that would exempt a union of cops uh, from protecting its members at the expense of public good. Uh, has that been your experience in California as, a, as an observer of this? If what you mean by that is that police unions, like other unions, do things that are antithetical to public safety and the public good, yes, 100% agree. Yeah. Now, um, and could you give us a, a couple of examples of of, yeah. the, of the police unions working against the public interest? Sure, I'd be delighted. Um, a lot of this, uh, the most recent example I have is uh, the, a Santa Ana City Council member. Santa Ana is a city out here in Orange County. It's about three hundred and thirty thousand people, mostly Latino. It is mm -hmm. one of the most Latino cities in uh, in North America. And um, a Latina woman named Ceci Iglesias ran for city council in 2018. She's a conservative. I mean, mm -hmm. a pro-Trump, mm -hmm. right-wing, evangelical Christian conservative. Yeah, it's, it's a, so like a, a Republican in air quotes because those are nonpartisan elections. Correct. Yeah. And uh, despite the fact that Santa Ana is overwhelmingly uh, run by Democrats, she got elected, got on the city council, and was quickly confronted with a couple of problems. The city was paying out about $7 million in two wrongful death complaints um, that it settled them for $6.8 million. Uh, there was a, an instance in which cops raided a legal marijuana uh, retail mm. store. Uh, mm. These are legal out here yeah, in California. Yeah. 
And uh, they raided it, and they the first thing they did, you can see this on the surveillance footage, is knock out all the surveillance cameras, but they missed one. And that one oh, caught dear. the cops oh, uh, busting up the store and then eating the edibles, uh, marijuana edibles, <laughs> uh, deriding the wheelchair-bound owner of wow. the store who was pleading with them to stop. Uh, and then they started playing inexplicably. They started playing darts, a whole crew of cops. I guess that's what happens when you chew I, a bunch of weed and then uh, forget your police report. That you, um, you, couldn't, you, you couldn't make that up. No, it's, it's like a scene from 30 Rock or The Office. Um, but I'm, I'm making light of this. But, you know, these are some really serious. This is a woman's business. Yeah, no, it's destroyed. A, it's a horrible these infringement two, of, her, yes. of her property rights and her right, right not to be searched unreasonably. Exactly. So about a year into her tenure, another thing happens. A guy is caught on videotape of a group of police uh, arrest a guy looking very much like George Floyd. Um, mm -hmm. We can't really see the suspect. There's video of it. They handcuff him, throw him on his on his stomach face down and proceed to beat him almost. I mean, I would say mercilessly. And, and, they're, and, they're, beating, and they're beating him after he's cuffed. After he's cuffed, he is absolutely subdued, and they can they continue. Particularly, yeah, right. one guy continues to beat him. And Ceci, a good conservative, Ceci Iglesias says, "Enough, yeah, enough. That, that 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 just ain't right." Yeah, and so she starts to talk about this, and then she says, "Maybe we need an oversight commission. We've got to get some reform." Um, she talks to the police chief. The police chief acknowledges, "Look, I don't really run the police department. It's the union." that runs the department. In fact, this very union had run out uh, two previous reform-minded police chiefs, both of them Latino. Mm -hmm. So the you know you can get a reform-minded chief in, but if the union votes no confidence and if the union backs the majority of the city council, the city council is going to remove that chief. So sure. facing this kind of obstacle, Sessi started to speak out publicly. That was a bridge too far. The union ran a $500,000 recall campaign against and this, her. And this is for a little local election in a city. Yes. 300,000, just to exactly. put, that in, put that in context. Yes, where she was a minority vote. She is uh, one of two Republicans on a seven-person mm -hmm. council. The, 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 the cops didn't need to do this. The union got what they wanted. They weren't going to, there was yeah, not they, they, had, already, they had already beaten her reforms. That's correct. They'd beaten back the reforms, but that wasn't enough. So they launched this big recall campaign. There's a cost to the local taxpayers in this poor community of about three quarters of a million dollars to hold the election. And the cops won. The union won. Um, so that's just, you know, kind of one example. And I think it's illustrative of the problem nationwide because we hear people say, well, we need more diversity among our police. Um, we have our police union chief is a Latino. Our police mm -hmm. chief for the city of Santa Ana is a Latino. Um, the, the council majority, Latino. Uh, this is not a problem of systemic racism. This is a problem of a union that is so powerful because yeah. of the dues it collects, there, because of the loyalty. Right. There's an absence of and they, they can use that that political power that they gain from the dues, from the special political checkoffs to, you know, let's call it what it is, by councilmen, get them elected yes. and then take that, you know, council majority then to block investigations uh, and accountability for officers who commit misconduct. Absolutely. And that's that's the problem with government unions in general, whether it's teachers, cops, firefighters, ad, admin workers, school superintendents, you name it, whatever it is. There's a conflict of interest every time a public official negotiates with the unions that got him or her into office. And when it comes to policing, that's a conflict of interest with the, sometimes fatal consequences. And the sad, thing, and the sad consequences. thing is, again, you know, you're out in California. You know, you'd think that, you know, we and the rest of the country would look at California and how they've done labor law, both 
uh, in the public sector with very strong government worker unions and in the private sector, <clears throat> things like Assembly Bill 5, uh, the legislation that basically bans uh, independent contracting in the gig economy. Uh, uh, but no, the United States House of Representatives uh, decided that it wants to replicate California. Uh, we yes. mentioned on this podcast before the private sector bill, uh, the PRO Act, which clones AB5 among a bunch of other uh, very bad expansions of union power uh, and would take it nationwide. And then uh, because the government worker unions in California, uh, are, rather than being a cautionary tale or a model, apparently, uh, there are the majority of the House of Representatives have sponsored a bill, uh, and this includes 21 Republicans, to force states and municipalities that don't already let cop unions negotiate over the terms and conditions of their employment. So not just their wages, not just their pensions, but things like their discipline, things like their hours, you know, who has oversight over whom. Uh, the, that majority of the House of Representatives has sponsored legislation to, to, give them, to give the police unions those powers and to take that nationwide. Michael, I am so glad. You and I must be geeks. You're, you're the first person outside of my office at Cal Policy Center who has mentioned uh, HR 1154. Yeah. Um, and you're right. The, the astonishing I th- I thing think there. I think the the name. If I'm recalling correctly, the name that the uh, that the House Democrats have given it is the Public Safety Employee Employer Cooperation Act, or something. You've got something it. that's along, exactly something right. along those lines. Which, and, and I want to you know yes, would make, would, point, would, would make Orwell if Orwell were not a social democrat would <laughs> would give Orwell heartburn. <laughs> it's it's terrifying. Um, and I want to point out, you're right. Twenty uh, percent of the co-sponsors of this bill are from California. There's one California Republican, a guy who has always sort of run interference for police and sheriffs and that sort of thing out here. So not a huge surprise to see Paul Cook up there. But you've got, uh, you know, other famous names, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And as I said, uh, 42 of California's 52 uh, House members. I mean, and and he's not a Californian, but, uh, you know, the, the House Democrats uh, and some of the Senate Democrats, it looked like, uh, had their, you know, big introduction of their, ref, you know, police reform proposals and that, uh, you know, where they all wore the the kente cloth. And one of the guys who was there was Gerald Nadler, and who was one of the co-sponsors of H.R. 1154, House Judiciary mm. Chairman Gerald Nadler. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing that shocks me. This bill, uh, I suspect, I, I'd love your feedback on this, but here's my sense. This bill is still in there. It's still in the House. And yep. it's got 227 current co-sponsors, including, as I mentioned, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. No friend of cops, you would think, especially in this environment. Mm-hmm. This bill was introduced a year ago. And when I mentioned this in a staff meeting here, somebody said, well, you know, that was a year ago. That was before the recent disturbances. And I said, please. Please, please. Eric, One Eric year Gardner, ago, Eric Gardner, Eric Gardner yes. in New York was killed in fairly similar circumstances to George Floyd in 2015. Correct. Yes, and, and this his, is not new. and his killer, the officer who killed Eric Gardner, was protected by his police union. <laughs> Precisely. So this is not like something that these guys just didn't know. They're shocked to discover that police unions might be bad. We had reason to know this five years well, ago, well, 10 and, years and, ago, and, 20 and, and years ago. And here's my thought on that, and I wonder what you think about it. I, I think that the cop unions are the shield that protects the sword of broader government worker collective bargaining. The, uh, the very partisan, uh, in terms of supporting liberals for political office, but also... Uh, in terms of expanding government, expanding uh, the power of the state, uh, endorsing socialism, 
you know, that that's the sword of government worker collective bargaining and the shield uh, of cop unions is there because cop unions will occasionally back conservatives, occasionally back Republicans at the local level, uh, and just kind of dispositionally Republicans tend to like cops. So mm-hmm. they're afraid to take to take on police unions. Uh, and if big labor and I think big labor knows that if the cop unions don't stick around and the AFL CIO uh, you know, there's been some pressure on them from the from the press, like, hey, you know, the International Union of Police Associations is a, a member of your union federation. And then there are some some of the other government worker unions, AFSCME uh, and others have uh, some police bargaining units. Uh, the AFL-CIO isn't going to kick them out. And, and I think part of that reason is that if the cop unions aren't part of the big labor tent, uh, 100 Scott Walkers are going to bloom. Uh, and that's why AFL-CIO... Uh, the AFL and and other uh, union union organizations uh, are very hesitant to to do anything to either limit the authority of or much less to to get rid of police unions. As you're saying, yeah. So um, I mentioned earlier that I was a, a commie in my youth and drifted rightward toward a being a very liberal uh, Democrat and worked on the staff of a local city council member who despite the fact that he was the most liberal member of the council, a guy who had been involved in the Berkeley free speech movement in the 60s, uh, a trial so that's attorney. About a, that's about as left wing as it used to get. <laughs> yes, that was called the new left. Um, and and though he was extraordinarily left wing, I, I could run down the resume, but just take my word for it. He was endorsed year after year, campaign after campaign by the police union. And I couldn't figure it out. And I finally asked him one night uh, when we were traveling, I said, you know, how, how does this work? Why, why do you like the cops? Why do they like you? He said, look, I need them because the public loves cops. They need me because I'll sign off on any contract raise they want. I mean, it was that simple. Yeah. It yeah, was a complete yeah, conflict of interest. But absolutely. that's what you're talking about. And so when I see these uh, congressional people, you know, these congressional representatives who are extraordinarily left wing um, supporting police unions uh, in H.R. 1154, I think, of course, that's where the money is. That's yeah. that's what yep. you need. You need and, the cop and, and, because- the cop, and the cop unions protect the even bigger uh, pot of money that is broader government worker unions. That's correct. And so when you see in California, for instance, any blue state, when there's a tax hike going on uh, at the local level, county or city out here, when you see a um, a bond issue, when, the, when a city or a state proposes borrowing more money, going deeper into debt, it's the police and firefighters and teachers who show up first. They are the people on the mailers. I tell people out here, if you want to know who to vote against, I'm not saying who to vote for. If you want to know who to vote against, it's anybody who takes money from a government union. They are embracing the conflict of interest in that case. You cannot vote for someone, no matter how much you like them, you cannot vote for them if they're willing to accept that conflict of interest. Well, Will, uh, thank you for your time and uh, and good luck out there on the left coast. Uh, for more on police unions, uh, Will had a piece in the Orange County Register. If you want police reform, you have to rein in police unions. Uh, and then I had a piece at Capital Research Center, uh, Little Known Secrets Blocking Police Union Reform. Uh, and you can find those, uh, again, at the Orange County Register and capitalresearch.org. That's our show for this week. We encourage you to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.